Today's episode is brought to you by Tenacity. The Tenacity founders have a lifetime of experience in healthcare and the food service industry. And in 2016, they provided Middle Tennessee State University with a $2.5 million grant to study the hemp plant and its all-natural benefits. Tenacity's CBD plus CBDA is amazing, and it's twice as good as CBD alone. They have a full range of products that can help you find the product in the form that's right for you. They have topicals, salves, sports sticks, soft gels, gummies, and tinctures are all available. Their customer reviews are their best stories. If you have time and are interested, read their reviews on their website to see how their products are changing people's lives. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tenacity products for 30 days, and if you don't love it, they will give you a full refund. Go to tenacity.com and use code ACP to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I dot com to get 25% off your first order when you use promo code ACP. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Today's guest is Coop Blackson. You're going to love Coop, and I want to make sure that you Look up his other stuff. I'll have uh, links in the show notes. We're going to talk about the links here on the show and his book. But this is important stuff. It is very important to hear his message. It's very, very healing. And I know you guys are listening to this podcast as an audio, so you very well may be interested in some of the books we offer on Audible. And Coot's book is on there. His book, You Are the One is written and narrated by today's guest, Coop Blackson. You can get that book for free today by going to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash audible trial for your free book. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com slash audible trial. That link and the link to his book on Amazon will be in the show notes and on the website. So now let me tell you a little bit about Coop before we bring him on. He's a charismatic visionary and transformational teacher. Coop Blackson offers a fresh, bold look at spiritual awareness for the whole new generation. He was born in Ghana, West Africa. 
Toots' multicultural upbringing as a child of a Japanese mother and a Ghanaian father has spanned four different continents. His unique lineage lay the foundation for his approach to breaking down barriers and unlocking an individual's true gifts and greatness. Coot quickly learned that the outside-in approach, favored by so many in the personal development space, had to become an inside-out approach. So he decided to create his own method, a process that liberates the individual and the true self at the core and then pushes those gifts outward into the universe. This helps the individual get in touch with who they really are. It's a process of breaking free so that the individual can live, give, and share the truest expression of their self. This is what Coop calls liberated living. Colored with experiences from his own incredible journey, Coot's debut book, You Are the One, published by Simon & Schuster and released worldwide, uh, was back in June this year, shows readers how to unlock their true potential and live a life they love through love. Coot is a next-generation world leader out to awaken millions to love and live their inspired destiny, and I am just honored to have you here with us, Coot. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I've been thrilled and uh, really looking forward to it. Wonderful. Well, maybe you could tell us a little bit about the book first. I'd like um, people to understand what they could actually get from reading this this book that you've just recently put out. Yeah, the book is called You Are the One. And I would say, you know, I was asked recently, well, in one sentence, what's the book? What, what's the real intention and message of the book? It's really in the title. It's You Are the the one I think so often we're looking outside of ourselves for a savior. We're looking for someone, looking for someone else to to save us, to do it for us, to take responsibility for us. We sometimes we look to the government to to, to fix things, or our parents, or our friends, or family. <clears throat> and for me, the realization and the intention of the book is just a bold uh, reminder, invitation to remember that ultimately you're it. You're the one. You have all the power inside of you. You have all the gifts inside of you. You've been given everything you need. And, and uh, you know, in my book, I talk about no one's coming. Uh, no one's right. going to come to save you because it's you, you know. And I think the great ones, whether it's a Bob Marley, a Buddha, a Jesus, a, a Mother Teresa, a, a Gandhi, a, a Muhammad Ali, an MLK, they, they just, I think, represent. And I think we often worship a lot of these heroic figures, the Oprahs of the world. And, and I think these amazing folks really represent for us all the potential for what we can all be as human beings when we stretch, when we transcend ourselves, when we go beyond our limitations. But the book is really a reminder to say, hey, it's available to you. It's available to me. It's, it's, it, it's our time. And, uh, and it's time to take responsibility. And sometimes that responsibility can be a little scary because once we own that, wait a second, I, I'm it. I'm the one. We no longer have excuses. And we can no longer point the finger uh, outside of ourselves anymore. But uh, it's, it's a reminder. To, it's a book that is about reminding you how powerful you really are. Beautiful. It's, it's really good to have that in print, Coop, because we live in a culture that, unfortunately, it seems to get, be getting deeper and deeper that the answer is outside ourselves. Mm. That we're, don't, do you feel that, that culturally we are being 
um, at least in my world, the practice that I have, people come and they have um, they have been looking for answers outside themselves. And I know particularly with anxiety and stress that we can we can peel back those layers and get down to it. We have the answer in there. Yeah, I, I think it's easier sometimes to blame uh, and make someone else or something else outside of ourselves responsible. But I think what that does is it kind of makes us feel disempowered and helpless. You know, and I think, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I know in those moments when I felt disempowered and helpless, uh, the result is definite anxiety and, and, and kind of fear. So I think one thing this book does is it, it reminds you and gives you back your power. And I think part of, you know, moving beyond fear and anxiety is also the sense of focusing on on taking responsibility for where your focus is and focusing on what you can control, focusing on what's in your power, what's in your control. You may not be able to control your friends, your family, uh, uh, other nations, uh, mm-hmm. but what you can control, at least have a level of control, is to cultivate the awareness, the moment-to-moment awareness of your body, the moment-to-moment awareness of your breath, the moment-to-moment awareness of your thoughts, of your thinking, and to pay attention to where is my focus right now? Where is my attention right now? And I think when we can start taking control, uh, being responsible for ourselves, for how we feel, uh, and focusing on what what is in my power to control and and uh, taking responsibility for that, uh, it gives us some sense of, of 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 power back. So I think that that's 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 also a key message in the book. Today's episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. And you know, by supporting our sponsors, you're supporting us. So if you are interested in using Hormone Harmony by Happy Mammoth, please visit happymammoth.com and use promo code ACP for 15% off your first order. Thanks for supporting us by supporting our sponsors. If you're going through menopause, perimenopause, and you just really don't feel like yourself right now, or if you are done with menopause, but you're still feeling like you have some of the hot flashes or racing thoughts and low moods, or still having trouble with your sleep, Hormone Harmony is the thing for you. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts that are called adaptogens. I'm a big fan of herbal adaptogens because they help the body to adapt to stressors such as chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. I'm excited to give Hormone Harmony a try myself. So for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com by using code ACP at checkout. That's happymammoth.com with code ACP. Today's episode is brought to you by the Say More Podcast. We want to recommend the Say More Podcast, where in a special series, Boston Globe columnist Shirley Leong is opening up the conversation about stress, 
and burnout to help listeners feel less alone and inspired to get help. She connects with an array of experts like Krista Tippett, who tells us how to find meaning and stillness in modern life and shares her own journey to finding silence and moments of peace. And Emily Nagoski on the ways stress lives in the body, the social pressures that make it worse, and how meaningful the quest to releasing stress can be. Plus, Kale Newport on how to be more productive and creative in an overstimulating world. The series uses medical science, social science, and philosophy to answer deep questions about how stress works on our bodies and our minds. And you'll come away with concrete strategies to work better and live better. Listen to Say More wherever you get podcasts. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Beautiful. One of the things that uh, I have heard you mention is your um, brush with death. Well, I know you've had many. The one that sticks in my mind uh, is when you were in India, I believe, and on a very narrow road in a small car going extremely fast. Could you share that with us and how coming that close? A lot of people are have that very basic fear of death, right? And so tell me what this experience taught you or how this changed you. Yeah, uh, I was uh, driving probably eight hours, maybe nine hours uh, from Chennai on a small little, uh, I'm not even going to call it highway because it was just like a, a, a long street that went for hundreds of miles with grass on, you know, fields on either side. And mm-hmm. I was dozing off. And I remember one, at one moment waking up and seeing uh, a big, huge Mack truck uh, heading towards our car. And it just kept getting closer and closer and closer. And my driver, I didn't realize, was dozing off. And literally, it looked as though it was they were going to absolutely collide. And that's when I had one of those oh shit moments where, where I thought, this is it. This, this is how I this is how I die. And, you know, and I think sometimes you wonder how how would you deal with death in the moment? And I was absolutely sure my, I was dying. It was, there's the car. Then I'm seeing the driver doze off. And I remember everything going into slow motion. And for a moment I panicked. And then there was a realization and it's taught me a lot. There was a realization that in this moment, I am absolutely not in control. And I right. think sometimes there's this illusion that we are in control and we often try to control everything, you know, people, situations, everything, everything, everything. And, and that just that really creates a lot of anxiety when we're trying to control everything outside of ourselves. And in that moment was a humble reminder to realize I am not in control. Mm-hmm. I'm not in control of life, the bigger life thing. I'm not in control of, of so many aspects of life. And when I hold on to that, 
there's fear, there's anxiety. So that moment of death, facing my death, when I realized I'm not in control, really forced me in that split mm-hmm. second. It's like something shifted where I was, you could say, forced to surrender. Like, yeah. let go. Because I was going to die. I mean, I could cry, scream, you know, jump out the car. If, I mean, either way, this was it. So mm-hmm. I experienced a profound moment of surrender and letting go. And it was so fast, but it was the sense of, okay. If this is how it's meant to be, this is how it's meant to be. And it was a complete acceptance of what is. And I think that's a key point for me in terms of peace. It was a complete acceptance of the situation, of what was going to happen, and of my death. And there was a serenity that came over me because I realized there's nothing I could do. And I kid you not, once I, I remember closing my eyes. It happened so fast. Closing my eyes thinking this is how, it, this is how, it, this is how we go out. And just kind of just going into a moment of quietness all within a few seconds and all mm-hmm. of a sudden feeling the car spin around because I didn't realize that the driver suddenly woke up and he swerved, literally missing this truck by a hair's, you know, just by a hair. And we spun around on the side of the field and the, the car came to a big halt and I was in shock thinking, I don't know, am I, am I alive? Am I, am I dead? Am I, is this, where am I? It definitely doesn't look like mm. And, uh, and the, the, this was the most profound moment. I looked at the driver. I looked, my heart's beating, saying, you know, maybe you shouldn't drive that fast and fall asleep at the same time. And he <laughs> looked at me with this Indian smile and he laughed and laughed, this big smile. I didn't find it so funny, you know, like it was <laughs> so amusing. But he looked at me and he said something very profound. He goes, don't worry, don't worry. God is driving. God is in charge. And he just laughed. And that that was like a cosmic lesson in letting go of control, the illusion of it anyway, in surrendering and in accepting what is. And uh, that was the key for me. And, And I think... When I live my life in that way of realizing that, hey, there, there, is, there is a life force, there is an intelligence, call it God, call it consciousness, call it, you know, universe, whatever label mm-hmm. you put on it, that is functioning us, it's living us, it's living me, it's living you, it's living all of existence. That, that intelligence knows what to do. That intelligence is the very force of creation that is functioning all of existence. It knows how to unfold itself through us. So when I am able to, and when I live in that space of surrender in my life, there is such peace, you know, mm-hmm. there is such freedom, there is such uh, uh, acceptance and, and very little stress I experience when I really just remember what, what is doing it all, you know. So that, that was a profound moment of, of uh, you could say, a, a reminder uh, yeah. that nature of reality and it's an amazing story because everything that you just said that you had a, that you did to or that came to you that acceptance the surrender mm. of what mm. is mm. is exactly what we talk about here and how I work with my clients on how to get through their anxiety and panic because it is a, that stress is about not accepting what is. Yes. And yours was a huge example, life or death. But for the anxious person, it's daily moments on a, a very different level. Mm. But the fear is the same, Koo. Mm. I mean, the, the profound fear over things they can't control. Mm. 
because there's no acceptance. Give us some, uh, can you give us some uh, tips or some ideas on getting to that place of acceptance without having to go to India on this crazy road? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I know some people might be just having anxiety thinking about going to India, you know. Exactly. One one thing that, that really helped me and I often ask people when we're, when they're stressing out, stressing out, stressing out is is really getting people to question. Number one, where is your attention and focus? But the question is 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 really asking people like, is your stressing out and freaking out and 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 and, and spinning? Is it changing the situation? Mm. Well, of course, of course not. Is it bettering the situation? No. Is it putting more money in your bank account? Well, no. And I think something, when people come to the reality check of, wait a second, this thing I'm doing that's driving me crazy within myself is actually not doing anything to better the situation. That can be a moment of of, uh, of realization because I think sometimes in the moment of anxiety, in the moment of stress, we go into a bit of a trance, you know, and, and, and in that yeah. trance, we're not fully present in the moment. So asking yourself that question and bringing your attention back to the moment. One of the ways I do that, which I'm sure, you know, you teach too, is just connecting to my body, be, become mm-hmm. cultivating the awareness of my body. Also uh, really being present to my breath and bringing my attention back into the moment. What I've seen for myself also uh, creates and has created in the past a tremendous amount of you know, anxiety and fear and stress is the sense of like, where we worry about all the stuff in the future that we have to do that isn't mm-hmm. done yet. We've got to do this, got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. Or we worry about all the stuff that hasn't happened yet. You know, all the stuff that has yet to happen. Uh, right. uh, and it creates so much stress. Uh, so we kind of like, we project ourselves into the future, create a negative future fantasy about all the stuff that may happen, could happen, could possibly not. What if I get sick? What if this doesn't happen? What about the, you know, all these phone calls? All the stuff that, isn't currently here right now and may never be here right now. And we fantasize and create a, fa- a future fantasy about it. And we experience the, the pain, the stress, the fear of that all in the present moment. Uh, yeah. And uh, so I think many times when we're in that trance, we're not aware. So we have our attention has been hijacked. So we have to work diligently to bring ourselves back. Okay, where's my attention in that? Bring, bring ourselves back. Where's my attention? Bring ourselves back. And part of how I know when my attention is not in the present is usually I'll feel some contraction, some pain, some stress. Ah, and to me, it becomes a signal. It's like a meditation. It becomes a signal. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't conscious where my, of where my attention was until I felt that stress. I wasn't conscious of where my attention was until I felt that contraction, that fear. Okay, bring it back. Okay, bring it back. Okay, bring it back. And the the last thing I'll say is sometimes, you know, our mind is constantly selling us stuff. You know, our mind is constantly selling us a bunch of sometimes BS stories, you know, about Mm. what's going to happen and what's not going to happen and what things meant and what that person said and what they didn't say and and, uh, much of which may never actually come true. And I think, right. you know, one of the things I share about in my book is we must learn to observe, manage the mind, cultivate a relationship with the mind, observe the mind, recognize that you want the mind and understand that just because a thought is in your mind doesn't mean it's real. Sometimes we think that, oh, because I'm thinking this thought, 
about the future, about what's going to happen, and then we experience stress about that, that the thought must be real because it's in my mind. And I'm saying, no, just because the thought is in your mind doesn't make it real. And what's really important is not just the thought, but what's really important is the importance you give it. And what's important is your relationship with the thought. And I think when we realize that I am not my thoughts, then we can cultivate a whole different relationship with our thoughts. And, and we don't have to allow ourselves to become stressed out by the thoughts and the stories that our mind has been spinning. Beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Coot, that's, that's exactly what it is. Mm. I, I'm so glad that you shared shared that with us. I hope that everyone heard that because Coot says it in such a beautiful and powerful way. And you don't have to believe your thoughts. So um, get this book. Uh, I want you to guys, know, you guys to know where you can find Coot. You can find him online at www.youaretheonebook.com or www.cootblackson.com. And like I said, all this, these links and information will be in the show notes. Coot, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, would you, do you have one last thing you can leave us with before we start to close out the show? Yeah, I would just say, <clears throat> you know, connected to the question you asked about death, I would say make death your friend. It's happening right now. Don't avoid it. Don't stress about it. It's, it's, look, it's the only guarantee. It's guaranteed. It's not tomorrow is not guaranteed. That your lover is going to be with you is not guaranteed. That they're going to leave you is not guaranteed. That X, Y, Z is not. The only guarantee as a human being, for sure, is that you will die. That's guaranteed at some point. So the sooner we can accept that and not run from it, not stress about it, not, not become afraid of it, but embrace it, then, then somehow we can use it as a kind of inspiration to realize, okay, since this is going to happen, since I can't control it, since I'm not in control of like exactly when it's going to happen, if I can embrace it, then I can actually get on with living my life, realizing that life is short. Each second of each day is a precious gift. And when we die, life gives us no refund. So rather than living stress about the future or the past, let me live fully in the moment because this moment is the gift of the universe. And this moment is all we really have right now. And most of the stuff we're stressing about and anxious about and freaking out about on our deathbed, we won't even remember. We won't even right. care about some of the stuff we're stressing about. So celebrate. Celebrate this moment. Celebrate existence that we, that you, that we have a human incarnation to be able to dance, taste, eat ice cream and sing and, and make love and you know, feel the wind on our face. Like This thing is not perfect, but it's amazing. And that's what I would say. Oh, cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. And now for today's quote from Coot Blackson, you are the one. Again, that was our guest, Coot Blackson. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.